get caught in the microphone cord. Yeah, I'll lose all my street cred. People will think I'm a giggler. Yeah. Hello, gentle listener. If I was a Batman villain, would I be called the giggler? The giggler. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Welcome to Michael and Ethan in a Room with Sketch. <laughs> I'm your host, Michael Lilienthal, and this is my giggly guest, Ethan Bartlett. I am not giggly. You're so giggly. The dog is not licking my leg yet. Yeah, so but I'm if she giggly. were licking your then leg, then I would be giggly. You would be so giggly. So you should say this is my potentially giggly my guest. My potentially. That's too clunky. As opposed to everything that we've said already. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So what have we been doing for the last two weeks, Michael? So much bourbon. Technically bourbon. Technically, which it says on the bag, it's technically bourbon, right? Does it say technically? I think it says technically. I mean, it says it's bourbon on the front, yeah, so it says, I think it has Well, technically, technically a bourbon. It says technically a oh, bourbon. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the gotcha. word technically is there. It's yeah, technically yeah, yeah. a bourbon. This whiskey, Wisconsin whiskey, Wisconsin whiskey, Wisconsin whiskey. The only one of those has an aspirated H in it. Yeah, I know. But I was being funny. You, Ethan, you, get the joke! Come on! I don't... There wasn't a joke! Everybody gets it. You're not funny! Everybody except you gets the joke. Well, you are funny, but not in this instance. Ugh! So offended. Good. Uh, yeah, Good! It's from Great Northern Distil- Distilling. How's that going Discadilling. for you? Distilling. Distilling. Are we allowed to mention the scotch at this point? Uh, yes, because we haven't clinked the glasses right. for this episode, episode 11. Also, Even it's though not the episode scotch. numbers don't actually matter. Yeah, and it's not scotch. But I'm pretty sure the rules still apply that if we say the word scotch, we lose. Do, does, does it imply, apply where we, if we say, like, bourbon or whiskey? Probably. I yeah, because I think we established any, that, any like, whiskey, if you violate the spirit of the law. The spirit law, of the law, yeah. Because yep. we were getting away with way too much those first episode we, or two. We really were. Violating the spirit of the law, but not the letter. Yep, so, so yeah, so we need to crack down on that yep. real hard. Yep. Uh, I, I want to call your attention <laughs> to this fact that these... The dog just licked my leg and I giggled. Yep, you did. Sorry. You did. You giggled so hard. I super giggled. You did. I think I disturbed the dog, too. She she stopped licking you. She so, did. Yeah. yeah. It may have been because I moved my leg away to not giggle That could anymore, be, too. But here we are. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yep. Yeah. I want to call your attention to the fact, too, that this bottle um, is batch number one. Right. For this Wisconsin, Wisconsin whiskey. Uh, uh, bottle number 100. Wow. Like that's like fate. It's special. It's fate. It's like if it were fate, it was meant to be on this podcast. I did tell the folks over at Nor- Great Northern Distilling that this would be appearing on a podcast. Yeah, but um, tell them. Tell me you didn't like give them any identifying information. I gave them so much identifying if they, information. If so. they listen to that last episode, I think they're gonna pull their sponsorship, and they haven't even sponsored us. No, they have. Yeah, so sponsorship done. Like that was short lived. Yeah. It so short lived it never even happened. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. But like I'm pretty sure they're gonna make us go back and like delete all of the references to them because of <laughs> the embarrassment of that last podcast that tickles. <laughs> good dog. You're yeah, so good. you are a good puppy, but you do tickle me. You tickle too much. So much tickle. You're too nice. Alright, you need to stop embarrassing everybody now. Ooh, but everybody likes it. Who can't like the puppy? Ooh, look at the puppy, puppy, so sweet. You're going to delete all of this, right? No, probably not. Because she's so sweet. Everybody gets to listen to me talk to the puppy like this. Alright, we need to move on. Okay, so we're drinking that whiskey, and once our glasses clink, we are no longer allowed to talk about the whiskey, as well as the other rules, which if you go back to the episode previous to this, I read out loud, summarize, no scotch talk, no mother talk, 
No vampire talk from me. No first paragraph talk from Ethan. Uh, those are the rules. The end. The end. Period. Done. So. Good. Stop asking. All right. Shut up. Are you ready? I'm really ready to talk about this book, Lost in the Cosmos by Walker Percy. So let's clink our glasses so we can do that. <laughs> Slancha. L'chaim. All right. So we spent the previous episode talking a lot about sort of broad strokes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, big picture stuff. Yes. Which is great. Um, and we did digress probably a few times last episode to mention the fact that this is the laziest book we could have picked for this show <laughs> in the sense that we can literally, literally just take the questions he asks and talk about them. Yeah. One by one for sure. Um, but I do want to do that with a couple questions. Okay. And I think right. I've, I've picked these questions specifically, um, or this question, I don't know how far we'll get. You never know. Yeah, we'll this, see. We'll see show. how long it takes. I always I always take these things and I'm like, this will get us a good 10 minutes and then it's like 40 minutes of the episode. Right. Um, or two. Or two, yeah. Uh, anyway, I've picked these questions in that they are sort of uh, synecdoche questions. Sort Sounds of, great. Uh, questions that contain the broader themes in sort of a more distilled right. form. Where's the button? Um, Remember, synecdoche always has a button. What? You established that with Ravelstein, that synecdoche always has oh, a button. Oh, that's right, I did. Yep. There's Actually. always a button with synecdoche. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so like, I think we can discuss some of the bigger picture stuff in discussing these questions, or we'll get into some of the bigger picture stuff with these questions, et cetera, and so forth. Um... But also, like, part of my my reason for picking these is that they're my freaking favorite questions. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, so to start with, I would like to call your attention to page 45, at I least can in turn to our that page. copy. And I have had an earlier copy of this book, and I think the pagination was the same. Oh, okay. So hopefully I this like will having be... the same page numbers on books. Yeah, it's great. It's nice. Um, That's it's... the English major in us coming out. Yep. Uh, Anyway, in both of us, there's one English major in both in of both us. of us, even though between the two of us, we have three English degrees. Yep. Um, and a theology degree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so page 45, uh, probably essentially my favorite passage in this whole book. The last Donahue show. <laughs> it's so good. Right? It's so good. Okay. Um, and once again, we touched on last time how this book is, can come off on the surface as a little bit dated. Yeah. Um, because there's no... Donahue isn't on the air nope. anymore. Nope. Um, so the last Donahue show has happened. It has happened. And as far as I know, there were no aliens, no aliens. or John Calvin on it. Nope. Um, or Confederate generals. Nope. Uh, however... I love John Calvin appearing, though. Right? Like... Just, that's so good. Just the best thing. That's so good. Um, anyway, yeah. that's that's my little just, you know, rave about. Okay, go on. But you had a point. You're going to make a point. I mean, make it's not point. it's not so much a point so much as an introduction, but right. um it will take forever if we keep Pardon doing me while so. I take my clothes off. Uh my favorite part of the show. Um <laughs> called Stripping with Michael. Stripping. <laughs> we have names with Michael, but then we have Stripping with Michael and yeah, Stripping I, is definitely my favorite stripping, part. Yeah. I don't think we're going to have names with Michael in this one. Cause well, no, cuz there aren't any named characters, which I did on purpose you, so you wouldn't get to do names with Michael. You deliberately That's removed from me my shining moment in this entire podcast. Exactly. 
That's literally the only reason I chose this the book. The only reason you chose this book. Then I hate so it. I, suppose, I hate it. Let's throw this out the window. Wait, I suppose now that we've said names with Michael, you're going to do the little names with Michael uh I'm going to put it in. Thing. It's going to happen. Uh, uh, whatever you call that. The, um, the little bit, the sound bit. Thing. Sound bit I don't know. thing. There's probably something thing more or... technical than that. But no, again, there is. Three English degrees. English degrees. Not, not communications degrees. No, English. We are completely unqualified to be doing this show, and especially. Why are you listening to, to this show? We're not qualified software. for this. Um, yeah. Anyway. Right. Point, page 45, last Donahue show. Page 45, last Donahue show. Uh, okay, so what I was going to say. So, like surface level this book is dated because there's no such thing as donahue show but also there is still a donahue show like once again yeah all of the things about this book that are dated still point to like something universal something universal something inherent in the human condition and i think there has always been a donahue show now it's like i don't even know because i don't watch once it was cicero tv yeah that's the thing like i you know, I, I was homeschooled, so I watched a lot of daytime TV when I was avoiding, like, doing the actual school part of homeschooling, yeah. right? And so, in in my day, it was, like, Maury Povich, or, um, oh, who's the, who's the other guy? You're anyway, not gonna get any help from me. These, like, daytime TV shows... I was not homeschooled, because I'm a normal person. Uh, <laughs> only one of those statements is true. Um, <laughs> so... Anyway, point being, like, there's always been daytime TV shows where, like, sensational stuff is said and, like, you know, we have, we have stuff where, like, teenagers want to become mothers even though they're 14 and poor or, like, we have to do DNA tests from deadbeat dads who claim they're not the father and then oh, they are the like, father. Oh, like, 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 um, 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 there's that show. Yeah, see, you know the show I'm trying to think of. Yep, I do. But I can't think of it. Not, um, what's it called? Right? It's that show. Yeah. That, um, he was on Dancing with the Stars, right? Was he? Probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There have been like Because his daughter was getting married and he wanted to know how to waltz. 47 seasons of Dancing with the Stars. So approximately everybody has been on it now. Just about. Including yeah. you and me. And we're not even stars at all. No, we're not. Um, but we were on it. Dancing. Dancing. With each other. Which, like, was weird. Because they usually have, like, a professional like, dancer and then someone who's not professional. But they just paired us together. Yep. And, and then we they, are neither. We're, yeah, neither of us are either thing. Um, yep. Neither a professional dancer nor, <laughs> nor a star. Nor unprofessional. Uh, which is a weird limbo thing, but yep. um, our relatives will buy us enough indulgences to get out of the limbo. Right. Right. Um, anyway, it's a great thing we're for Catholics. Lutheran pastor to agree <laughs> to. Anyway, don't say we're Catholic! <laughs> uh, your ladies' guild might be listening to this uh, podcast. Yeah, I now. heard you promoting it to them. She, they promoted it to me first. They asked you about it. They asked like, me about yeah, it. Yeah, here's where you find it specifically. Yeah. Here, let me help you find it on your phone. Here, start listening right now. Here. Yeah, that's more or less what happened. Yep. Um, which was a weird thing to happen like in the, in the, the fellowship hour after church yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, point being... Um, hello, ladies. Hi. Uh, please don't listen to the, the hidden gem at the end of the last episode. That's all I'm going to say. No, the, two yeah, episodes ago. Two episodes ago. ago. Yeah. Um, if they're this far and they've listened in order... They're they probably, probably okay have, with it. They're, they're, they're okay. And they're probably okay with it. Right, We're going right. to hope so. Even though, at the top of our website, it says, don't listen in order. Does it? 
Yeah, you asked me that the last time I mentioned that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Definitely does. Was it, is it still true then? It's still there. Okay, cool. It's still there. Don't listen in order um, unless you really want to. You totally What are we even to. talking about? Okay. You're going to talk about the Maury last Povich. Show. Maury Povich. You're trying to figure out who the heck that is. The other guy is. That other guy. Um, Murray? Is that it? Mur- no, that's no, not Murray. That's still Maury Povich is what you're trying to think of. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, anyway... Uh, maybe you can like edit this later and first of all take out about the last seven minutes and I probably won't. This second is of all, <laughs> insert whatever the name is that we're trying to come up with. Um yeah, I'm but anyway. insert it with like the computer voice sort of thing. <laughs> so it'll be like Ethan, 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 Maury Povich, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan like yep, that. Exactly like that. Like that. Okay. Exactly. Are you um, googling it right now? I'm trying to. Oh well also talking live. Alright, you do that. More power uh, to you. I'm going to sit on my phone, too. Look at me. Look at me. I'm on my phone. Yeah. Now, are look, you contributing both, to the we're, podcast we're both, right now? We're both selves lost in the cosmos. The cosmos of our stupid smartphones. Our and see, that's that's something like, okay, cell phones, as they are today, smartphones especially, did not exist when Walker Percy wrote this book. That's so true. we are even Which lost is remarkable in the cosmos. Because every time when Walker Percy says, um, we've fallen into the pit of ourselves... All I can think of is uh, is smartphones, basically. Yeah, all I'm, no. All I'm coming up actually with is Mori Povich, so I may have gotten it right the first time. That's There's another show it. I'm trying to think of. Anyway, so the point is, is he like Polish? I don't know, because it sounds Polish. He doesn't have a Polish accent. Anyway. No, that's true. Um, also, I listen. Or he's a really good spy. Maybe oh, he's a spy. He's probably a spy. Also, when I uh, when I watch daytime tv i watched much more judge judy than i did maury povich oh my gosh my grandma loves judge judy i would get so you know you know the game apples to apples yes like um this this is a little bit of a tangent if you if you play apples to apples with my grandma and you play the card judge judy no matter what the green card whatever the adjective is you play judge judy that card will win you will win the green card if you play judge judy now i uh now you know now I can not only make friends with your grandma, but win apples to apples. Right? Like, just ch- talk to her about Judge Judy. She will love you forever. Like, if you're ever bored, such as if we've been trying to say something on this podcast for the last 12 minutes and have completely failed so far, <laughs> um, if you're ever bored, just Google Judge Judy's shortest case. Oh my gosh. It's the greatest thing. Or not even Google. Just go to YouTube. YouTube. Anyway. YouTube. So, Don't my freaking point Who is... Who Googles anything anymore? Uh, lots of people oh it's bing and yahoo that are on the outs oh i thought google was passe by now no i'm no. trying to be hip and with it you're failing oh okay um though oh. we are drinking craft whiskey from a local you distillery. lost right now so fudge wow all right so your your uh punishment right. will come so oh will it oh finish, we're putting finish your point i'm gonna we're putting you, the we're, we're putting a, we're putting a bookmark in it okay look at this point though like, with how long it's already taken us to make this point, it might be the rest of this episode before I make the point. All right. That's okay, though. That's we can okay. just punish me at the end. Yeah, we'll punish that, you at the end. I like punishment. It gives um, the listeners something to look forward to. I just said I like punishment and you didn't jump on it, so uh, you're clearly impaired. Don't worry, I'll jump on you later. Uh, <laughs> you always do. Anyway, um... Okay, so page 45, the last Donahue show. Yep, Donahue, I've been on that page. There's like a sweat mark on the pages right here because I've been holding it open right here. Donahue... That's way too much information. In 1983 is Maury Povich now slash that other guy that we can't think of, yep. right? 
That's all I've been trying to say. For the That's last the point we've been making for twelve minutes. <laughs> seventeen minutes, even though we're like sixteen minutes into the seventeen podcast. out of sixteen minutes. Yes. We're good at math. English majors. Right. Okay. So daytime TV, and like you said, it has been a thing since before TV was invented. Like mm-hmm. in the Middle Ages, there was Chaucer and oh like, yeah, all those guys in Italy who like the mm-hmm. courtiers who wrote letter gossip letters. Yep. Um, that's a very specific literary reference that for everybody. That is very specific. Good job. Um, Boccaccio wrote that Decameron was pretty much daytime TV. Uh, like, you mentioned Cicero, which yep. was a super good call. It's pretty much daytime TV of ancient Rome. Yep. Um, uh, Isocrates in, in ancient Greece was pretty much the daytime TV of his day. Even Plato was pretty much... He was pretty much daytime TV. Like, he'd have all these people... He'd get them together... And have them, like, all do controversial opinions that all of them knew was going to rile all the other ones up. Yeah. That's pretty much freaking daytime TV. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Um, also, ancient... He just wanted the likes. That's, that's what he was going yeah. for. And in, like, ancient Egypt, the pharaohs would get all of their priests together and have them, like, turn snakes into s- sticks or something. Um, and that was daytime yep. TV then. Yep, that I've, happened. I've lost this metaphor somewhere. Okay. Gone. So the last Donahue show. The Donahue show is in progress on what appears at first to be an ordinary weekday morning. Hmm. Um, and this is part of where you can tell that Walker Percy is a real uh, novelist. Like, if you didn't know objectively that he had written other novels, which he has, you just know it from this passage. That, well, that first sentence sounds like a like the greatest first line to a novel. Right? Ever. Yeah. What, if, what appears at first to be an ordinary weekday morning. Like, right. Yeah. That's really good. It's like everything That's you really need in good. the first line of it. Okay, go on. Um, and furthermore, just the approach that he takes. So he's gonna... And this is interesting to me because as far as I know, and I admit I haven't read any other Walker Percy's novels, even though I've been meaning to for like 11 years. But as far as I know, he's sort of considered a literary novelist. But this is very much like a fantasy wonder story approach to um, to his setup here where he he almost in... in, in uh, ritualistic level detail sets this up as a very ordinary thing even though Mm -hmm. in that first sentence he said what appears at first to be an ordinary weekday morning so you know that it's it's not not. right um so donahue has has some of his sort of favorite guests bill a homosexual and habitue of buena vista park in san francisco alan a heterosexual businessman married and a concert of the lunch hour liaison Penny, a pregnant 14-year-old, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> Dr. Joyce Friday, a well-known talk show sex therapist, or in media jargon, a sex jockey. Clearly, a psych um, jockey. Or thank you, a psych jockey. Yeah. A sex jockey is a very different thing. It's okay, it's a Freudian nipple. I know. Um, but I'm going to put my Freudian slip over it. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And, you know, they ha- he, uh, Percy has these guests, first of all, like, talk about some of the themes that have been clearly concerning him, which is a brilliant way of sort of incarnating these these almost abstract themes into a, a very specific and uh, um, fleshly mm-hmm. sort of sort of example. Yeah. Right? Um, which, like, interestingly, he's creating all of these characters, but they all definitely exist on the Donahue show and, like, are the perfect personification of these theoretical things yeah. that he's been talking about. Okay. Right. Yeah, which is um, exactly what you just said. I just said it in a different way. That's okay. That's so. okay. Uh, you know, there are, there are no wrong ways to say things. Um, no wrong way to eat a Reese's. 
Exactly. I guarantee there is. I guarantee there is. Also, wasn't it? No. I was think I I was conflating that for some reason with how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. That's a terrible thing to conflate. And I was going to say there's no wrong way to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, but it implies that there is because if you like bite it about seven licks in, like I used to do, that's clearly the wrong way. Yeah, definitely. Ouch. Even, even though in the commercial, the one there was always it was like who one, did that. two, three, bite, bite. Um, no, that never worked. It never false advertising. Well, it did work. It just hurt. Yeah, it yeah. Anyway, it was bad. So we have Bill's story. Yes, I'm gay, and yes, I cruise Buena Vista. Um, sort gay. of self-justifying. So what? Good. Whose business is it? Um, what the heck? We have Alan's story. I'm a good person. I work hard. I'm happily so married. Good. I just happened to cheat on my wife a lot. I just happened to do that. Yeah, um, thank you. You're like a Greek chorus right now. Yeah, I, I know. appreciate it. Uh, we were talking about uh, Cicero before, and so you know, I thought I'd go back even a little bit farther. And right. Well, we were talking about Plato so. too. So you yeah, that's true. That's true. We were talking about Plato. So you know, I'm I'm, I'm setting the mood. Right. So. so, okay, and I'm summarizing this, assuming that the the listener has read it. Um, there's there's the line at the bottom of page 47. The audience mostly women groaning. No, I can be that. Can we be that? That's pretty much the same thing that I just said. No. Um, okay. And then we get into, no. like, the teenage Wait, girl who's... Get... No! No, that's not right. Hold on. That's actually pretty good. No! No! Hold on, that's better. That's Are right, you right? done? No! That's there what I thought. That's what I thought the answer was. Okay. Anyway, then we get into Penny, who's, like, 13 and pregnant, basically. Mm. And like, like that, whatever. That show. Which you can totally see in the 80s. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, then we get into... So, we have several pages of the setup... Yep, uh, lots of it. There is an interruption. Confusion at the rear of the studio. Heads turn. Three strangers dressed outlandishly stride <laughs> down the aisle. Now, interestingly, it says outlandishly, and that's that's a really interesting choice. Yeah. In narrative style, because if you put all of these individuals in the context in, of their origin, it would right. not be outlandish. Right. But where they are out of context, it is outlandish because it's they literally are... literally outlandish. Lost. In the cosmos. Very good. Very good. That's true. Okay. So that's Man, I thought you segment. had just lost the thread of this entire discussion and we're just off in uh, fumes, but no. Dude, I'm you, all uh, over it. You're here. You're all hey, over it. You're all over me. What else is new? All over anyway, everything. Um, Look at me. I'm over there. Over there. I'm over there. Terrifying. I'm over here. I'm right here and there. That's terrifying. All so, over it. So, the three strangers who are who are uh, described vividly and wonderfully like a trampoline if you haven't already read the book plastic. first of all you're wrong second of all how are you this far in the podcast third of all how do you get this far without reading the book you're gonna have to just read it to get the descriptions and they are wonderful but yes, please to do. summarize one could be john calvin and we find out that he is john he calvin, is john calvin. Just which is, is a uh, again fascinating writing it could be john calvin and then later yeah he is john calvin He's for sure john like calvin. that's fascinating to me how you write that way? He could be John Calvin, and then later, yep, he is John Calvin. Even he, though it doesn't say explicitly he is John Calvin, it's just he's labeled as John he just Calvin, super is. and he just is. That's okay. just that's really cool. The anyway. second the second person is Colonel John Pelham, uh, Jeb Stewart's legendary artillerist. So, uh, sort of a Southern gentleman uh, yeah. artillery officer. Renowned um, both from, for his gallantry in battle and for his chivalry toward women. So basically everything about, like, the the southern gentleman. Yep. Um, the third 
is someone who is the mo- at once the most ordinary looking and yet the strangest of all. His dress is both modern and out of date. He has a 40s suit on. Um, he has a Beatles haircut. Uh, it is as if he were a visitor from the cosmos from a planet 10 or so light years distance, distant who had formed his notion of Earthlings from belated transmission of 1950 TV from watching the Ed Sullivan show, Chester Morris movies, and Maury Amsterdam, or to judge from his speaking voice, he could have been an inveterate listener during the golden age of radio and modeled his speech on that of Harry Von Zell. Which, um, like, all so super again, dated references. Right. But... But though these were even dated in 1983. Yeah. Um, and also, once again, notice... Uh, uh, where is it now? It is as if he were a visitor from the cosmos. We're being, yeah. We're being F. very cagey here. Um, Friggin' Walker person. And meanwhile, Donahue backpedaling, smacking his head. Holy smoke, who are these guys? And, like, clearly just still in his moment, in his in his context, has n- no idea that anything untoward is happening. Right. Um, which He's... we are not given to believe necessarily, provably, throughout this whole passage. Right, like, it, it is technically left open as to whether or not this is just a tv gimmick yeah these could be people in costume maybe maybe but also maybe they're time travelers and aliens yeah right um general laughter everybody remembers it's been done before an old showbiz trick like carson barging in on rickles during the cpo sharky taping okay those are dated super dated references which i get but i am 112 years old so it's accurate um Donahue. Okay, already. Who are? Okay, who we got here? Is this Moses, General Robert E. Lee? <laughs> and who is this guy? Harry Truman. Okay, fellas, let's hear it. What a plebe. Right. Uh, the stranger who speaks first in his standard radio announcer's voice. I don't know what these two are doing here, but I came to give you a message. We've been listening to this show. Donahue winks at the audience. Michael, go ahead. And where were you listening to us? In the green room. Where else? Okay. Then what do you think? Let's hear first from the reverend here. What did you say your name was, reverend? Yon Calvin. Right. Who else? Okay, we got to break in here for these messages. Don't go away, folks. We're coming right back to sort this out, I promise. Okay, they break for the messages. Um, Calvin comes back speaking in a thick French accent, which I forgot when I gave him a Dutch accent just now. Yeah, you totally did. Also, Calvin clearly does not understand commercial breaks, so he's mid-sentence. Of his redemptive sacrifice, what I have held is licentious talk about deeds which are an abomination before God, meriting... Before God? Before God? Before God? Meriting eternal damnation unless they repent and throw themselves on God's mercy. Which they are predestined to do or not to do, so why bother to discuss it? <laughs> I underlined that line and, and, and just like uh, a little... Giggled. Giggled. Giggled in your underline. Uh, well, which, okay, so that little line itself uh, implies that in Calvin's view, the self is knowable only to God. Right. Which is accurate as the far whole as I idea, understand. Right? right? Like the whole idea of the self, which is the topic of this book, the subject of this book is the self the self is knowable only to God in Calvin's view. Right. And that's just... Okay, so he he pulls these characters in who have these perspectives, doesn't necessarily delve into all of them quite perfectly or fully, but with that idea right there, the right. self only knowable to God, that implies you don't know yourself. Right. You don't. You can't. Right. Because God knows it, and that's it, period. Okay, 
Alright, do you want to do Donahue? That's pretty heavy, Reverend. Heavy? Oui. C'est heavy. That was me scratching, mulling and scratching. Very good. Now, wait a minute, Reverend. Let's check this out. You're entitled to your religious beliefs, but what if others disagree with you in all good faith? And aside from that, prosecutor again, like, uh, using Mike like forefinger, what's wrong with two consenting adults expressing their sexual preference in the privacy of their bedroom or uh, under a bush? Sexual preference? Puzzled, Calvin turns for help to the Confederate officer and the cosmic stranger. They shrug. Uh, so Donahue, clearly, uh, you know, a product of the sort of the ADD-ish, um, uh, tangential age of the electronic mass media, um, swings the mic to the Confederate officer, uh, Penny thinks he's cute. I'm gonna summarize this because yeah. it's not as needed. Nope, that's okay. Um, the Confederate officer sort of, uh, defends the idea of fighting for the Confederacy. Yep. Um... In a in an aside that would be super duper uh, unpopular these days, really also probably in 1983. Yeah, also, probably in 1983, not super kosher, but also like way less like, kosher now too. Yeah. Um. Okay, and like it's an interesting passage, but I'm skipping over it because um, we have already been asking this question for literally 25 minutes. Yep. Um, Holy crap! So, applause from the audience. Calvin puts them off. This handsome officer reminds them of Rhett Butler, Clark Gable, or rather Ashley Wilkes, Leslie Howard, which are two completely different characters from Gone with the Wind, so that he can't remind them of both, but... Nope, but okay, uh, Walker Percy. Okay, Walker Percy. Yeah, My cuts. anger is suspended for now. Okay, so Donahue turns to the Cosmic Stranger. Uh, go ahead with Donahue. Uh, yes. uh, you said it, Colonel. Okay, where were we? Turning to the Cosmic Stranger. We were running a little long. Can you make it brief, Harry, uh, Mr. President, or whoever you are? Oh, boy. Cosmic Stranger stands stiffly, hands at his sides, and begins speaking briskly, blah, blah, blah. I will be brief. I've taken this human form through holographic technique unknown to you in order to make myself understood to you. Hear this. I have a message. Whether you heed it or not is your affair. I have nothing to say to you about God or the Confederacy, whatever that is. I assume it is not the G2V Confederacy in this arm of the galaxy, though I could speak about God, but it is too late for you, and I am not here to do that. We are not interested in the varieties of your sexual behavior, except as a synonym of a more important disorder. A synonym? A synonym. Symptom. <laughs> though it could be a synonym. A synonym of a more important... Uh, or a synecdoche. A synecdoche. Um, essentially, and that button. really goes back to your question from the last episode. The, the, the sexual variety is not the, the point in and of itself. No, it's not. It's a symptom. Symptom. Go on. It is this disorder which concerns us and which we do not fully understand. As a consequence of this disorder, you are a potential threat to all civilizations in the G2V region of the galaxy. Throughout G2V, you are known variously and jokingly as the Ds or the Double Ds or the DLs, that is, the Dinglings or the Death Dealers or the Death Lovers. Of all the species here and in all of G2V, you are the only one which is by nature sentimental, murderous, self-hating, and self-destructive. Now we get into uh, some stuff that... Some uh, Cold War stuff. Some Cold War stuff, which is interesting in the context, it, right? It is, really. Um, so, 
Now this this uh this person to sort of summarize says within the next twenty four hours your last war will begin. Um, there how he knows this we don't know or if he knows this maybe he's a costume figure it seems less and less right. likely at this point. Uh, here's what will happen within the next twenty four hours your last war will begin. There will occur a twenty ton a twenty megaton airburst. Oh, one mile above the University of Chicago, the very site where your first chain reaction was produced. Every American city and town will be hit. You will lose plus minus 160 million immediately, plus minus 50 million later. Here's what I am going to do. I've com- been commissioned to collect a specimen of DD and return with it so that we can study it toward the end of determining the nature of your disorder. So here he he proposes to take Penny, and for some mm-hmm. reasons and some things we're gonna skim over. But you have to Stuff read the that's book. Happening and read the book. Read the book. Read, read the, the book! book. Read the book. Read the book. Finally, here's what you can do. It is of no consequence to us whether you do it or not, because you will no longer be a threat to anyone. This is only a small gesture of goodwill to a remnant of you who may survive and who may have the chance to start all over. Though you will probably repeat the same mistake. We have been students of your climatology for years. I have here a current readout and prediction of the prevailing wind directions and fallout patterns for the next two weeks. It so happens that the place nearest you, which will escape all effects of both blast and fallout, is the community of Lost Cove, Tennessee. We do not anticipate a stampede to Tennessee. Our projection is that very few of you here and you out there in Radioland will attach credibility to this message. But the few of you who do may wish to use this information. There is a cave there, corn, grits, collard greens, and smoked sausage in abundance. That is the end of my message. Penny? We're long, we're long, heavy, Steve. I'll get you for this. Oh boy, don't forget, folks. Tomorrow we got surrogate partners and a Kinsey panel. Come back. You can't win them all. Bye, grits. I don't know. And the audience applauds. And that's the end. Okay, here's now here's the actual question. Cut to station break, commercials, some commercials, then the price is right, which as far as I know is in fact still running. Yep. Here these twenty seven years later. Wait, thirty seven yeah. years later? Thirty seven. Yeah. Thirty seven. Yeah. Okay. Thirty wait, thirty more thirty more than that. Thirty more than that. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> We're gonna say thirty seven. Thirty seven. No, it's not right. Thirty seven would put 83, us in twenty ten. Ninety three. 2003, 2013, that's 30. 34. No, wait, what? 30. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, 34. Okay, so okay. less than 37. Please delete all of this, us doing math embarrassingly. <sighs> we both have advanced degrees. I got a four on the AP Calc test! <laughs> oh, wait, you were serious. Okay. <laughs> so here's the question. If you heard this Donahue show... Would you head for Lost Cove, Tennessee, Michael? And the options are yes or no. Uh, that's, okay. Probably the simplest question in this entire book. Yeah, I was just going to say that. This is the simplest multiple co- choice question in the entire book. So, if I knew the context of the rest of the book, sure, I'd head to Lost, Coast, Lost Cove, Tennessee. Because in the context of the okay. rest of this book, these extraterrestrials exist, and they would be more advanced than the rest of us this theorized more advanced civilization who knows how to deal with the idea of self 
and everything. There, there's later in the book, there, there's a classification of like the, the ones, the twos and the threes. And like earth is the twos where it's like we, we have had to deal with the self, but have also not come to terms with the self. And the G1s have never had to come to terms with, with it it's at all. The G3s have had to come to terms with it, but have come to salvation through it somehow. So, like, with the context of the rest of the book, yeah, I'm heading to Lost Cove, Tennessee. In the context of the book, I'm heading there. But the problem is that whether or not one believes in the depravity that is described here... Right. The problem here, one must also believe in the messenger and the message he brings. Right. All right, so that's I'm going to say, yeah. I super duper have to pee. Okay. And I was going to try to hold it till the end of this episode, but that's just not going to happen. See, I was going to suggest that as a rule at the beginning of this episode, but I thought, no, I'll be merciful. Let's not do that. But I'm going to, maybe next time, establish a rule that if you have to pee in the middle of the episode, you lose. I did. Wow, you just kept this thing recording. No, it's been going the whole time. I heard whatever you said, by the way. Good. All the things you said. All the things I said. You heard me go... Actually, that I did hear. I didn't hear anything else, except I did, though. Oh, okay. Uh, It's okay. Good. Uh, So, I made the point that... So, you answered the question in the context of the rest of the book. In the context of the rest of the book, yes, I'm going there. To Tennessee. Lost Cove, Tennessee. Um, the, okay, the problem what... is that you have to believe also in this extraterrestrial messenger and the message he brings, right? even if you believe in the depravity he speaks of. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there okay. and re-ask the question. Okay. Um, because, and, and if you want to tie this stuff in, you can, again. But more the sense in what, which I meant the question was, all right... You're a homeschooled weirdo, right? Like Ethan. Like Ethan. Uh, You happen to be watching daytime TV. You happen to see this segment Mm -hmm. out of the context of really anything else. Never having read Lost in the Cosmos. um, The way that like modernized adaptations of ancient literature live in a world where everything is true except whatever literature they're adapting. So you see this sequence on on the Donahue show or the Maury show or whatever modern... uh, analog you have uh out of context out of out of the context of the rest of the book or anything else do you go to lost cove tennessee tennessee hmm straight up yes or no interesting um and why see okay yeah i'd go um and okay if i were a homeschool kid i'd figure out a way to hitchhike there yeah if, if you I, were you now. If I were me now, I would drive there. Sure. Yeah. It, it would be an excuse for a vacation of some some sort. 
Um, I would go and just hang out and meet all the other people there and chat with them about uh, theology, morality, all these different things, and it'd yeah. be fun. See, um, super agree. Yeah. I, too, would go for basically those reasons. Sure. Part of it would be, like, uh, minor game theory kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if it if I went and this was true, then I win. Right. If I went and this was false, then, like, I did a road trip to somewhere I've never been before. Exactly. Like, that's the worst case scenario. I'm gonna go. Right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Cool. That, that being said, I suspect that most people's answer, if they were being honest, would be no. Mm-hmm. So why is that? Or am I just wrong? No, I think I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and I think, depending on the week that you asked me, my answer might be no. Like, my answer might mm-hmm. be no. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the busyness of life, and it's like, whatever, I don't care about this overarching problem. Mm-hmm. I need to deal with my life. I need to deal with what's going on right now. Sure. Deal with that. Um, so, like, so- if I said... You know, uh, blessed is he who eats the bread of the kingdom of God. Oh my gosh. You're, you're, you're referencing outside material from this podcast. You've done that every podcast so far. I have not. Pretty much. resent that. Pretty much. And also I have these five yoke of oxen to test out. So excuse me. Well, I just got married, so I'm going to go screw my wife. <laughs> Which is the less subtle way of offering that excuse. Is that, is that like, justifiable in the original text, would you say? Um, like, implicatorily. Okay, implicitly? Implicatorily. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> I was deeply wrong. How you were so, so wrong. wrong. How could you be so wrong? It's implicatorily. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. No, okay. So, what was your question? Um, I forgot. Would you go to Lost Cove, Tennessee was part of the question. And, like, why would we go when a lot of other people wouldn't? Or is that an unfair and arrogant question? Well, the question... Okay, so, uh, making this point last episode, go Mm -hmm. back two weeks, rewind. Two weeks. Wait, rewind what? Rewind your life. I'm speaking metaphorically because there is no tape. There is sure? no tape. It sounds There's like no cassette tape. It sounds no, like... it's all digital. It sounds like an awful lot. No, like... no, 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 no. You sounded an awful lot like you just admitted there were cassette tapes of this podcast. I apologize for my metaphors. You should. Anyway, we were talking about this book and how it is less self-help and more self-diagnosis. Yes. So, the reason we would go, majority of the world would not, Mm. is the lack of self-diagnosis, I think. So, you think we're, the two of us are better at self-diagnosing than the majority of the world? I I, I think so. Okay, is that because, and I'm transitioning here. Are you giving me a multiple choice question? I'm transitioning here. I could, I could, probably, if I were better at thinking, but I'm not. I'm pretty dumb. Um, but I'm transitioning here you're pretty into when you're dumb. the whole thing. <laughs> I try to be. 
the whole idea of re-entry problems. Okay. Which is a sort of overarching major theme, especially about three quarters of the way through the book. Yeah, sure. And what I really wanted to ask about that is like, okay, first of all, do you understand what re-entry problems are? Yeah. Does it make sense to you? Yeah. So I it's get this it. it's this idea and and like tell me if what you get is different from what I'm about to say. Okay. So it's this idea that in a world where we've lost the ability to conceive of the self in an outside fashion, as in outside of our genitalia and uh, slime brains. Slime brains. Yes. Um, I get it. That may be a, a a condensing of some concepts. Yeah. But, yeah, that's okay. Um, so in a world where we've lost that ability, we've lost the ability to identify ourselves with something to- totemic, I am parakeet. Um, right. And where we've Is lost that the in ability. This book? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty early. Because I was thinking about this, I was thinking about that, and I wondered whether it was in this book or something aside from this book. But it's in this book. Okay, it's, I yes, am parakeet. In this book. So. Go on. Having lost the, the ability to identify the self totemically, and having lost the ability to identify the self as a child of God, and sort of get our uh, transcendence that way, and having lost the ability to identify the self with some universal power or like universal almost pantheistic god sort of the brahman atman thing of the the eastern religions Mm -hmm. having lost all of that the only way we have to get outside of ourselves our science or art Mm -hmm. and so when we do science or art um we do transcend the self we we are able to look at ourselves and humanity uh, objectively f- objectively and f- or at least from an outside perspective sure. from a perspective outside of our own body yeah okay um so then the idea of re-entry problems if i've uh uh comprehended it correctly is the idea that once we've done that we have to go back to the mundane world yeah and exist and go buy bread at the grocery store Exactly. Exist yeah. in sort of an incarnate reality that yep. is not transcendent. Right. Yep. I'm with you. Okay. So here's my question. Okay. Do you ever experience re-entry problems from this podcast? Oh, okay. I follow what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So, like, we're sitting here in this podcast, in the world of this podcast, where we're sitting and we're talking about this book and we're doing whatever else is associated with the podcast that is titled such as this podcast is titled and we then have to leave this podcast and go out and talk to our wives right specifically our wives is actually what i was thinking of probably because like that's i guess 100 percent of the experience really 100 percent. because um, so far every time we've recorded this podcast and this is now episode 11 So 11 times that we've recorded this podcast. Holy crap, that's a lot. What we've had to do was sit in a room with just us and the microphone. And maybe a dog. And maybe a dog, but sometimes not. Sometimes not. But sometimes yes. Sometimes. She's she's very... And maybe uh, Josiah. And maybe Josiah. um, Twice. But... Twice. Twice. Uh, (laughs) That's for you, Josiah. You're welcome, Josiah. We love you. Anyway, um... Was Josiah in both of our weddings? 
Yeah. Yeah, he was. Cool. Anyway. That was fun. That was that was great. I got married once. Me too. Yeah, that was approximately fun. like three, four or five years apart. I was seven years ago. What did you what year? Twenty ten. Okay. So I'm, I I made was... it easy on myself, so twenty ten was year zero. Oh yeah. So you just right? have to subtract Oh man, that's see, great. I'm so smart. Anyway. Mine was in twenty I was in it, so I, but 13 I thirteen or fourteen. It was either I lived out here. It was fourteen. Fourteen. Because it hasn't been three years yet. Right. Okay. Yeah, nope, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. Anyway. All right, so So four years different. Four four and a half years. Anyway. That was a completely pointless aside. Really. That was so dumb. Why did we um, talk about that? Because we love Josiah. Skip that part. Yeah, we, we love, love you, Josiah. Josiah. Everyone, not Josiah, skip that part, but Josiah listen. Josiah, to that you better listen to that. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Okay, so every uh, time wives. we have recorded this podcast, we've had to leave the room that this podcast was being recorded in and go back and interact with our yeah. wives. Yep, yep. And it genuinely... So, it has been like coming down <clears throat> off of a high. No, I know what you mean. And, like, sometimes the book talk still happens. Did you know this, gentle listener, that we, Ethan and I, still talk about the book after the microphone has been turned off? After that cool jazz that you listen to ends? He and I are still talking about the book. We are. We are. But we won't admit it to you. But it's something that you don't get to know about. And it's very sad for you. Yep. And it's very Super sad for sad. us. It is, because we don't get to share that with you. And but, this is what I'm talking about with yeah. reentry problems. No, I know what you mean. Our reentry oh. problems, a specific symptom of the mass communication. Right. Right. Mass communication. Like, we're able to share this technically with the world. Practically with, like, three like, people. Well, like maybe seven. Maybe seven. Okay. So seven or so. Seven ish. Yeah. All of you guys. Um, yeah, so they're they all hear it. But thank you. Uh for biting my arm. I tried. I uh, but failed. ultimately so. like then we ourselves in our persons go out and just talk about it like human beings, not like podcasters. Not like we're performing. Right. Yeah. That's very different. No, yeah. I know what you mean. I yeah. follow. Like, it's the same with any sort of performance. Yeah. Like, performing on stage. Yeah. And then especially, you're done. In fact, especially on stage. Yeah. Because, like, performing for any kind of uh, mediated medium, mm-hmm. uh, an audio medium of, of visual medium, you know, film or video, like, you have the chance to manipulate it, and that becomes sort of a barrier between the performance and the audience. Yeah. Whereas performing on stage... There's no barrier. Right. It's just you and the material and whatever happens while you're delivering the material. Right. Um, and there is a real reentry problem, I find. Like I follow. Various, you know, shows that I've done, uh stage stage shows that I've done, like, often there's been a period of depression afterwards. Sure. Where I feel like I've said goodbye to a good friend? Yep, yep. No, okay, so, like, after Romeo and Juliet, when I played Romeo. Yeah. Plug. Um, <laughs> plug for what? I don't know. Find Is it online. Is there any way that the... Maybe it's on YouTube? Can... It don't... might be on YouTube. Maybe. Maybe, Probably maybe, not, maybe. But Probably maybe. not. But, so, like, I did not go to the cast party. Did you not? I didn't. I was too depressed. Did I not go? I don't know if you went. I don't know. But you I got a call. I got a phone call during the cast party for Romeo and Juliet that I was nominated for the American College Theater Festival, or ACTF. Mm-hmm. 
as it is known among the hoi polloi, which is redundant because hoi means the, so the polloi, or just hoi polloi. So, as it is yeah. known among hoi polloi. Yep. I feel like you'd get way more beat up for saying it that way than for just saying the hoi polloi. Probably. So you'd still get beat up for saying the hoi polloi. Probably. And both of these are by me. Yeah, I know. Eventually soon. Yeah, I know. As soon as we cut this out and I re-enter, then I would get beat up. Yep. That's how it goes. Help me! He's fine. He's fine. Don't help him. Yeah. Anyway. Um, question for you. Should I be punished now? Um, well, I want to point out this. Okay, so the oh, first. Oh, you had an actual different question. I did. The okay. first question of this book is oh. about the amnesiac self. Yeah. Uh, which is fascinating to me. I remember distinctly the day that I learned about uh, this syndrome called dissociative fugue. Right. In psychology. Right. Uh, I was wearing an orange baseball tee with black sleeves. Mm-hmm. There was a, a, a lion well, tiger dragon shirt on Very specifically this and, one. Yep, I do. Anyway, so the question is, is amnesia a favorite device in fiction and especially soap operas, which I don't care about soap operas, because A, the character in the soap opera is sick and tired of himself and his life and wants to change. B, the writer is sick and tired of his character and wants a change. C, the writer is sick and tired of himself and his life and wants a change. D, the reader or moviegoer or TV viewer is sick and tired of himself and his life and wants a change. And the housewife is the sickest and tiredest of them all. E, the times are such that everyday life for everybody is more or less intolerable and one is better off wiping out the past and starting anew. If you feel like answering, answering, please answer that one. Otherwise, I'm going to keep talking. Okay. My instinct, as someone who has written novels and short stories and screenplays and stage plays, uh, is C. The writer is sick and tired of himself and his life and wants to change. So, like, escapism for the writer. More or less... Slash, like, escapism is sometimes where the best stories start. Yes! Okay. They start in escapism and end in tragedy. We're on the same page. Great. I love it. Yes, escapism is where the writer wants to go and it ends in tragedy, which is where the logical conclusion comes. Uh, I remember hearing the story in psychology in high school about how this woman left just randomly, just went on a drive, and nobody heard from her for three years. She got married, had kids, and had a different name, and then was found by her previous husband, and so she suddenly had two husbands, two families, two lives, and it's tragedy how it wound up happening. So dissociative fugue, and um, whether or not that exists as an actual psychological problem is immaterial, because it happened. So the result occurred. So somebody left, had the urge to leave and create a new life completely absent from the current life. It's interesting. Essentially, that story gets told, but about a man in the yeah. Maltese Falcon. Yes! Both the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, what's the motivation? 
Life sucks now. Let's change it. You know, we could have gone super theological with this entire thing. Oh, we could have. Super. Okay, question for you. Yeah. What do you think Walker Percy's, like, religious philosophical background is? I think you told me when you recommended this book that he was Catholic. I super did. Okay, I was hoping you wouldn't remember. Yep. Because I regretted telling you that. See, I regret you telling me that. I wanted to come into it blind. Okay, and I will say, the first probably two times that I read this book, I had no idea he was Catholic. Okay, okay, okay. I did not know. Sure. And then I think I just found it out from outside research, not from the book, and then I reread it knowing that, and it was obvious. Sure. But only after no, I it's it. it's super obvious. Knowing it, it is super obvious that he's very Catholic. Yeah. Um, but like, okay, so the idea of this catastrophe, this occurrence historically, which happened last episode, episode ten. Go back, listen to it. If you haven't listened to it before listening to this episode, what the heck? What? Go back and listen. To You're it. probably really lost right so now. So lost. Uh, go back, listen to that episode. Um, the idea of that historical catastrophe. Yes, the technolo- technological revolution, industrial revolution, all of that stuff. Sure, that's part of it. But more specifically, go back further to the original sin. Is he the one who says that maybe the Big Bang sounds an awful lot more like a fall than like a like anything else? Hmm. I don't remember that specific passage, that it but it could a- be. an awfully lot more theological than it does uh, naturalistic. Could be. I don't remember if that was him or if that was someone else that I Could be. read. Okay. Alright. Well, we're at that time yeah, where we should be finishing punishment? up. You should punish me if you're going right. to punish me. Uh, before your punishment, in the spirit of the book, I have to ask you a couple questions. Okay. Uh, how's your pig Latin? Dies? When I'm sober... Okay. And I'm clearly sober right now because Super. there's nothing that would have made me not sober. Nothing at all. So, Pig Latin, how's your singing? Terrible. Awful. You've made me sing before on this podcast. Yep. You should know this. I know. Now I'm going to make you sing in Pig Latin. Well, screw um, you. And this is thanks to my wife, Sarah. She came up with the bulk of this punishment. And I just fine-tuned it. So, I liked her before this. I know. And you're going to love her now. No, At least you listeners, you're going to love her. The point I'm not going My to wife, though. Sarah, came up with the punishment for you to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star in Pig Latin. So, like, Inkle Twink, Inkle Twink. I get how Pig Latin is, though. Uye Utbe. Uye sing it. Uye Erdi de Utbe. Thank you, Faye. Wow. You're way worse at Big Latin than I am. No. Uye, Erdi de Orhe. Anyway. Ude, Uye, Iske, Orye, Other May, If You they, just lost! You just lost! You super duper lost! Dang it. Alright. Yeah, I did. You super did. And I super can't remember the punishment I had prepared for you. Well, do your punishment, and then if you think of it, give it to me. Well, I might... Okay. Inkletwe, inkletwe, Italy, arste, auhe, ie, underway, utwe, uye, arie, upe, ave, bave, uh, ave, earldwe, ose, ihe, uh, um, thing say, um, thing say, abai, fubber, gabat, sabodabar, yabu, babat. That's good. I may have descended into my uh, native language of Ubby Dubby at yeah, the end did. there. I super did. 
Because you watched Zoom as a child. I didn't did you? watch Zoom as a child. Oh my gosh. You know what? My brothers and I sent a recipe to Zoom and it never made it on the air. The, you you want to know what the recipe we sent was? What was it? The recipe we sent was... Was it for whiskey? Okay, no, it wasn't. It was uh, chop up a banana. Okay, step one. Mm. Chop up a banana. Put it in a bowl. Okay? Mm-hmm. Pour orange juice over it. Okay? Pour gin over that? Nope, nope, no gin. Uh, sprinkle salt over it. Okay? Yep. Stick it in the microwave for 30 seconds. Yep. That's the entire recipe. What happens when you do that? Then you have slightly warm, salty, banana orange juice, and you eat it. <laughs> so you <laughs> sent an awful garbage recipe to Zoom and they didn't put it on the air. Yeah, I know. I don't understand either. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. What's my punishment? Your punishment, which I did not just think of because I completely forgot the punishment I had prepared for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need that, you to pick. Punishment. I need you to pick a number between One three, 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 three. Nope. I need you to pick a, a number between five. Okay. And two hundred and sixty-two. Yikes! Without looking at your book. Oh, that's lame. Five and two hundred and sixty-two. Let's go with one eighty-six. Okay. What I'm doing, gentle listener, is I'm looking up page 186 in the last self-help book, and I'm finding the nearest question to that page number. All right. Question. And you have to answer this question in Ubby Dubby. In Ubby Dubby? Ugh. Or are you better at Pig Latin? I will let you go with whichever one. I'm better at Pig Latin. Okay. You have to answer the question in Pig Latin. Question. The Great Problematic. Will the ultimate liberation of the erotic from its dialectical relationship with Christianity result in A. The freeing of the erotic spirit so that man and womankind will make love and not war? Or B. The trivialization of the erotic by its demotion (laughs) to yet another technique and need satisfaction of the organism toward the end Before before I answer this question I'm going to go to the bathroom Self-disappointed in all other sectors of life and in ordinary intercourse with others is now disappointed even in the erotic its last and best hope and so erupts in violence and in that very violence which is commensurate with the or- orgastic violence in the best days of the old erotic age i.e. war answering your question uh in big latin yeah i know ankthe uye yeah old way or way way Erupte ikusbe of a of a oppressed say uri fe of a of a autonomous a elf say is appointed day aune even a in a ide erotic a at the erive imoniac day iritspe itch say itch way is a overtly a omitted k ute ispe and a of lay utbe Secretly say, Isaira's day, Orway, and a apocalypse, and a Urish's nay, hatred hay, of a all ray, all a other a elves say, and a er perhaps pay of a it's a own a elf say, oast may of a all a. Excellent work. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thay. Or welcome a say way. At the Oswe at Bay Igbe at Lay. What way? I may, I may, I may, art pay. Uh, okay. 
You too, Mama Tambian. Thanks. All right, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting us off now. That's a very good idea, A. Eh? Yeah. Okay, so thank you for listening to Eichel May and A, Ethan A, in A, A Ray, A A Um Ray. Um Ray. Ithway Achske. Good job. Achske. Achske. Anyway, okay, we're done with Ute this episode. Ersley. So let's move on to ratings. The sec- segment on ratings. No, let's oh, move- yes. not, new- not not do that first. First, I'm going to tell you what book we're reading next month, and then we'll move on to ratings. First, Ute. The book we're reading next month is a satchel. It's a satchel. Here's oh, the satchel. It's in a satchel? It's in the satchel. Oh. It's, a, it's a secret. Here's, I the, ba- it was here's a the bag from the Scotch. This is an excellent bag. Right? I know. It's got the label of the distillery and everything. Okay. No, I'm the sorry book... I threw it, but it's over there now. The book we're reading next month, which the listeners already know, but you don't. Yes. Because you're lame. Because of audio magic. Because of audio magic. You've and you've been drinking whiskey for three weeks, two weeks. However long. However long. So much. So much Scotch whiskey. Not mm-hmm. scotch. Bourbon. It's technically. 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 We are reading Bourbon. a book, and this one is a novel. I don't Excellent. know if you have a copy of it, but it's a novel. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I like novels. By Khaled Hosseini. Oh, shoot. Son. And the mountains echoed. I have read both The Kite Runner and A Thousand Splendid Sons, and I have seen the play A Thousand Splendid Sons based on the novel. It wasn't as good. Uh, which you can find if you go to peculiartaste.wordpress.com. Woo! I reviewed it. Um, <laughs> read And the Mountains Echo. This is the book that we're reading next month. Excellent. I have not read this, but... So, my review, basically... And maybe we'll rehash this when we talk about this book. Kite Runner! Eh, okay. A Thousand Splendid Sons. Woo! Really good. And the Mountains Echoed, I'm hoping, is even better. Uh, because he seems to have been on an uphill swing with his books. This is his third... I'm hoping it's good. So we'll I will talk about say, it. all I have read by him is a kite runner. Yeah, have not read a thousand planet, planet splendid suns, splendid suns, Yeah, I haven't read any of those. Uh, haven't read it in the mountains. Echoed, hated kite runner. Hated. Okay. It. Hated. Hated. Hated it. See, I hated it on but, my first read through. Talking about it, I learned to love it a little bit more. Okay, that's fair. And I have been wanting... It It was one of those hatreds where I knew the author could do something that I didn't hate. Sure. But I hated that one. Okay. See, so, and that's where, like, A Thousand Splendid Sons... You would probably really like A Thousand Splendid Sons. I have been told that before. I'm expecting, and The Mountains Echoed is even better. I have not read it. You have not read it. So we'll see yeah. what we find out That's an It's in an interesting... Uh, it's an interesting... It's an interesting... Yeah. So join us next month, gentle listener, for an interesting... As we read A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khaled Hosseini. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm trying really hard. As far hard. as I know you are. Right. And if you'd like to join that discussion, please visit us at tapestryradio.org. Leave your feedback in the contact section. Be sure to put Scotch Talk in the subject line. And if you like what we do here each other week, uh, please review us on iTunes. Five stars. That, you know, does five that stars sound like good? Great. Five I stars like five is the number of stars that... Five stars I, I think, is... They they put up other options for stars just to fool you, but five but, stars know, is like, the one you should choose. I like five. I like five. Five sounds good. Five, five sounds good. like a, a, a good thing. A good spot where you can settle. Yeah. Five stars. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, thank you for putting five stars on that. Be like Red Lutch. Yeah. Happy like Red Lutch. Actually, yes. Red Lutch. Red Red Reluch. 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 
Reluch. We don't know. Reluch. We like Reluch. We like him a lot. Yeah. Him, her? Him or her? Don't know. But yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, um, so yes. Follow uh, us on Twitter. At Room with Scotch. Follow us on Facebook. Michael um, and there's Room with Scotch. My, uh, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch page. There is also the Tapestry Radio Network page, which um, mm-hmm. is not only our podcast, but several other podcasts on the mm-hmm. network that we'll talk about in a moment. And the Tapestry Radio Tap House. Tapestry Radio Tap House. If you like what we do, uh, join the Tapestry Radio Tap House. It is technically a private group. We will approve of you so long as you are not like a robot or some other non-human thing. No, that's um, not right. Communist. No, that's not right. If you follow the Tapestry Radio Network pages, including the Tapestry Radio Network Facebook page, also the Tap House, you will also get information about our other podcasts, including Intermission. The Radio Drama Podcast. Audio Drama Podcast, um, Roll to Amble, and Pokemon Rollout, which are two, are, are our two RPG podcasts. Yep, where World dice to- are rolled and monsters are slain. Yeah, I guess. Roll to Amble is a D and D fifth edition. Fifth edition podcast. Pokemon Rollout is Pokemon, Pokemon Tabletop United podcast. Um, they're both very good. Uh, role playing. Have you listened to this podcast? Uh, I've just listened to some of each of them. Oh, okay, that's good. So. That's good. That's a bonus. It's a bonus. I don't remember anything about either of them <laughs> at this time, but I don't remember much about much at this time. That's 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 true. But yeah. yeah um, so listen to those podcasts. They are you good. might not remember anything about them. Especially that's if a good you've pitch. Had as much of what we've had as what yeah. we've had of. So Ethan, much. let me ask you this. Ratings. What did you think about what we've had? What we've had being Great Northern Distilling Wisconsin Whiskey. What'd you think? Okay. So, we normally rate the whiskey on a scale of one to five stars, right? Mm-hmm. Can I give a four and a half star rating? Ooh. Because I will say it is clearly a bourbon. Yep. And I don't like bourbon. <laughs> but I really, really like this bourbon. So it can't be five stars because it's not a rye or a scotch. And something has to be a rye or a scotch to, for me to give it five stars. But this Great Northern Distilling Wisconsin Whiskey has beautiful notes. What I was getting was banana. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, I was going to mention that. Peach, maybe? Okay, okay, sure. And definitely honey, mm-hmm. which like mm-hmm. I get with a lot of finer bourbons, I get honey. And those three things are not what I look for in my whiskey, but they are what I look for in my everything that I like. So I'm going to say four and a half stars. Nice. Yeah. Nice. See, I was having difficulty. Okay. So this is oh, not vanilla. a scotch. Also vanilla. Yes. Okay. I was going to mention vanilla. that. Thank you. I'm sorry. Um, I took all of the things. You, you, you stole all of my thunder. So what do I have left to say? I'm just going to sit here quietly. No, I'm What not, is your rating? I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here quietly. So, okay. So. This is a podcast called Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch. Mm-hmm. And I definitely blew that title. It's okay, everyone knows. It. <laughs> it's right, it's right. Scotch. 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 
We normally rate scotch on this podcast. But this isn't scotch. This isn't scotch. So I had difficulty trying to categorize this in the realm of scotch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I thought long and hard about it while mm-hmm. I was drinking this, while we were talking about this book, Lost in the Cosmos, by Walker C- Percy. Percy. Percy? Percy. Percy. You said, you Walker said Percy. things. Percy, Percy. Uh, I was going to call you out on one of the things you said, but there were like eight of them, so I didn't. Yeah, I know. Thank you for not calling me out and making this episode last another hour. But you know what? I am right with you on a 4.5 out of 5 out of this whiskey. Um, Because it is not a scotch, but it has depth. Mm -hmm. It has a great deal of character. Mm -hmm. That vanilla you mentioned, that banana you mentioned, those are right there at the forefront. On the nose, mm, you've got some significant honey and maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of nuttiness it's warm yeah. it's so cozy mm-hmm. you drink this and you just want to sit back and relax while mm-hmm. you're drinking it it's really good i want to know what this tastes like like mixed with some really good yeah. mixers straight it's amazing straight i bet it's good. really good mixed with a couple other things i really want to make a whiskey sour out of it yes yeah. I want to find out what that tastes like. Yeah. Let's go up to Great Northern Distilling up in Plover, Wisconsin. Shout out to you guys. And get one of their famous cocktails based on this Wisconsin whiskey. Agree. I bet it's amazing. Agree. So, uh, so 4.5 all around on this whiskey, which is not a scotch. So, Michael and Ethan in a room with scotch happens a to liar. be a lie. This a lie. Oh, well. couple of weeks. It's a That's lie. Okay. We so. can deal with that that's all right we'll we're fix on it. episode 10 and 11 you know what we're entitled we do, to that we can do whatever the f- what we want yep good job thank you good job thank you uh all right okay so we've rated the scotch we've rated the scotch what would you whiskey. rate the book you know what on a scale of recommend to don't recommend i am definitely gonna recommend this book i don't know how i can do anything but recommend this book thank you okay so the 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 questions that it asks are so pointed I don't know whether I can actually put them better. I was trying to think about that when I was anticipating your arrival, anticipating this episode, Mm -hmm. anticipating this recording. I was thinking about maybe trying to reword some questions and ask them, but I don't think I could. Mm -hmm. So read this book. Read it. Ask these questions. Think about them. Think about these questions. It's great. Even, Even if they are entirely meaningless to your current spiritual religious moral context philosophical they aren't though thank you they will apply to whatever context you're in they will absolutely so literally unless you don't like asking deep questions at all ever recommend there's something that here will apply to you and obviously i agree like i don't think i even need to do as long of a recommendation as michael did based on like two episodes ago the fact that i said i had read this book seven times or however many times it is <laughs> i said literally don't even know um this is one of those books that i'm almost reticent to recommend because i love this book so much and if i do recommend it it's going to literally be me grabbing you by the short collar and shouting in your face that you need to read this book and you all want to avoid that. And because so of read that... read the book before you meet Ethan. Before I have to do that to you. Yep. Yep. Read Otherwise, he will that. be driven to shake you by the shirt collar. Exactly. So read it before so, yeah. you see him. Super recommend. Like, literally, if you 
put any credence in anything I have said on any of these podcasts and you don't recommend or you don't read See, rather anything else that I have said to read, read this and don't read anything else. I kind of feel like what we talked about in these two episodes about this book is a watered down version of the book. Super, super, super watered, watered down. down. And so like re- listen to these episodes, then read the book and think about it and then you're safe. If you've just listened to these episodes, you're not safe. Ethan might come and shake your shirt collar. That's true. Watch out for that. Read the book. So I estimate that we have done nine hours so far of this podcast. Probably. We could have done nine hours just on this book. We could have done more than nine hours. Oh, we definitely could have. We could have just gone through the questions and talked about them. And it would be nine hours and we'd be like 40 pages into this book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Alright, so, uh, Ethan, whiskey book pairing. What do you think? Whiskey thumbs up, thumbs pairing. down. I would say thumbs up for sure. Uh, the sort of openness and the sort of uh, um, vanilla-y, banana-y tones of this whiskey make for a really good sort of opening up of the psyche to the questions that this book asks. Hmm. Like if we had done a Lafroy, which is one of my more favorite scotches, I don't think it would have paired as well. Sure. Because Lafroy is just so smoky that it's like its own closed off world. Whereas this Wisconsin whiskey from Great Northern Distilling just very much opens up the the thoughts and the questions that this book opens. I I'm right with you. There's a whimsy to this whiskey. Mm-hmm. That is right in line with Walker Persky's, Walker Persky's, Walker Percy's, <laughs> Lost good. in the Cosmos. Um, that that whimsy is perfect. That you think about the questions and you think this is silly. Let's think about this, and that's what Wisconsin whiskey from Great Northern Distilling is trying to do for you. Just yeah. say this is silly. That's what you, that's what you're doing. Just just think. This is silly. Yeah. There, there's my advice for the week, for the month, you gentle listener. Just think. This is silly. I agree. Everything you do, everything you think, everything you are operating in, just think. This is silly. That's 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 my message for you. And just see what, what happens. I don't just know see what, what I happens. did. Just find out. I messed up your computer for. Why are you messing up my computer? All right. So, with that, gentle listener, uh, follow us and read along with us to And the Mountains Echoed by Khaled Hosseini. And next month, we will be drinking another whiskey, perhaps a scotch, uh, while we read that novel. Uh, And tell me whether I broke the podcast or not. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that, thank you very much for listening. We love you so much. Stop trying. I've done it. got it.
Michael, uh, I love you, and I hope you're having a very good pee right now. Uh, and when you get back, there will be a bunch of just bullshit recorded on this audio file, but I want you to know that I love you. And I want you to know, furthermore, that you know I wasn't drunk on the actual previous, like, hidden recording that we did, because I didn't say I love you, like, four times, and this time I have, and this time I am fairly drunk. Um, and also, this is the second recording and not the first one, so I've had more time to have more whiskey because we've been drinking for these two weeks. So, I'm going to drink some more whiskey. Wow. I recorded a secret message for you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I like secret messages. I know. All right, so. Like what? Give me what was stolen. My wallet. What I was in to... your wallet? It was 50 bucks. Okay. I had to replace all my IDs. I had gift cards in there, my earpiece, and a calculator. Uh, there was no earpiece in the mail. I love it. Judgment for the plaintiff for the amount of $500. That's what I think it's worth, madam. Goodbye. <laughs> Obscurantism and obfuscation. Orally observed, gentle listener, obviated objects of oblivion obambulating about, offered unto you in the Tapestry Radio Network. Tapestryradio.org, from our fancy to yours. (laughs) 